Welcome to the Uncomplicating Weight Loss Podcast. My name is Eva Rodriguez, proud Latina, single mom, and certified integrative nutrition, health, weight loss, and mindfulness coach. I'm passionate about teaching women how to balance being busy and healthy without complicated rules or restrictions. On this podcast, I'll be simplifying weight loss concepts and mindset shifts so that you can be confident in your curves. It won't always be easy, but it doesn't have to be complicated. Today, we're going to talk about emotional eating. And I want to start by saying that emotional eating isn't always locking yourself in a room, hiding food, or binge eating. Because I think that sometimes that's the perception of emotional eating, and it's misleading. I am certified in emotional eating psychology because I've struggled with emotional eating since I was probably like six years old. Before I became a health coach, I didn't even know that what I battled with and part of the reason why I always yo-yoed up and down the scale, losing 20 pounds, gaining 20 pounds was caused by emotional eating. I honestly thought eating ice cream makes me feel better and then afterwards I feel bad. That was the extent of my knowledge and awareness. So it's it's understandable that the term emotional eating can be confusing. One of the first things that I noticed when I started working with clients is that a lot of people don't actually identify as emotional eaters, even when they are. And I think it's for two reasons. One, people often confuse emotional eating with binge eating disorder, which is different. And two, people think that emotional eating looks a certain way, or maybe they're just not sure what it means, so it's hard to identify as one. So emotional eating is a form of disordered eating, even though it's not considered technically an eating disorder like binge eating disorder is. I remember when I was first getting my emotional eating psychology certification and I asked one of my friends, are you an emotional eater? And she responded, no, I just like to eat. So of course, the thing about being friends with a coach like me is that I can't help but to be a coach sometimes. So I asked, okay, well, do you only eat when you're hungry? And that's when she started with, well, no, sometimes I eat when I'm nervous. Sometimes I eat when I don't have anything else to do. I eat while I'm watching TV. So in her mind, because she isn't always, quote, feeling emotional in the more classic sense of being emotional, she didn't identify as an emotional eater. So as you listen to this episode today, just want you to keep in mind that emotional eating isn't necessarily hiding candy bars under your bed or crying and eating in the dark. It's stress eating, comfort eating, bored as fuck eating, rewarding yourself with food for a job well done. And it can even be restricting yourself or not being able to eat when your emotions are really high. That can also be classified as emotional eating. So emotional eating is using food to satisfy your emotional hunger versus your physical hunger. It's basically using food as a coping mechanism. Your emotional hunger can look like stress, overwhelm, boredom, anxiety, depression, loneliness, frustration, the need to escape and detach from whatever's going on in your life. Emotional eating might look like eating a pint of ice cream when you're feeling down or ordering a pizza when you're bored or lonely or going to the drive-thru after a stressful day at work. So how do you know if you're an emotional eater? Here are seven questions that'll help you determine that. Do you eat more when you're feeling stressed? Do you eat when you're not hungry or do you keep eating after you're full? Do you eat to feel better? 
for example, to calm and soothe yourself when you're sad or mad or bored or anxious? Do you reward yourself with food? Do you regularly eat until you've stuffed yourself? Does food make you feel safe? Do you feel like food is a friend? Do you feel powerless or out of control around food? If you answered yes to any of these questions, it's okay. Emotional eating is the act of using food to regulate your emotions or attempting to manage your mood with food. And it becomes a problem when it's the primary way that you cope with or avoid your emotions. So the key to overcoming emotional eating lies in emotional management, since emotions can oftentimes become the root of our unhealthy eating behaviors. So if you notice that you reach for food when you're feeling stressed, bored, lonely, mad, sad, in order to numb or suppress those uncomfortable feelings instead of dealing with, listening to, and processing what those emotions are trying to tell you about yourself or an underlying need, then that's where emotional eating can get out of hand, causing weight gain or even gastrointestinal issues. Emotional eating stems from a lack of self-connection. When our bodies are disconnected from our emotions, our brain, even our core values, it's easy to bypass what's really going on in our thoughts. And the thing about emotional eating is that even if you think you feel better, for example, you may get a dopamine hit from eating sweets because that's what they do. But that will eventually fade away and then you're left feeling guilty or disgusted with yourself or ashamed of yourself for overeating. And then add to that whatever feelings that you were trying to numb in the first place, that you were trying to suppress or trying to ignore, those feelings will still be there. After you've had the cookies, the ice cream, the pizza, the potato chips, once that food has been digested, your problem is still there. It has not solved the problem. None of your problems are solved by eating. You're still going to have to deal with the thing that you were avoiding in the first place. Except now the problems are starting to add up and compound. And if you do this often, your body actually stops sending you hunger signals. And you're bound to gain weight if you're not listening to your hunger and your fullness signals. So it's a very vicious and compounding cycle. The emotional eating cycle looks like this. Something happens that upsets you. Then you feel an overwhelming urge to eat. And then you eat more than you know you should. Then you feel guilty and powerless over food. And then that upsets you and the cycle goes on and on and on. Now, if you're an emotional eater, it's really important to learn to distinguish the difference between emotional hunger and physical hunger. And this can be trickier than it sounds, especially if your body has gotten used to using food to deal with your feelings because that dysregulates all of your hunger signals. Emotional hunger can be really, really powerful. So it's really easy to mistake it for physical hunger. But there are some clues that you can look for to help you tell physical and emotional hunger apart. Number one, emotional hunger comes on suddenly. It hits you in an instant and it feels overwhelming and urgent. Whereas physical hunger, on the other hand, it comes on more gradually. The urge to eat doesn't feel as dire or having this demand for instant satisfaction unless you haven't eaten in a really long time. Number two, emotional hunger craves specific comfort food. When you're physically hungry, you'll eat just about anything to not be hungry anymore. But emotional hunger craves junk food or sugary snacks that provide an instant rush. 
You feel like you need the cookies. You need the pizza and nothing else will do. Number three, emotional hunger often leads to mindless eating. So before you know it, you've eaten the whole bag of potato chips or an entire pint of ice cream without really paying attention or even really enjoying it. When you're eating in response to physical hunger, you're typically more aware of what you're doing and paying a little bit more attention to your fullness cues. Number four, emotional hunger isn't satisfied once you're full. So you're going to keep wanting more and more. And oftentimes you might find yourself eating until you're uncomfortably stuffed. Whereas physical hunger doesn't need to feel stuffed. You feel satisfied when your stomach is full. Number five, emotional hunger isn't felt in the stomach. So you're not feeling hunger pangs. Your stomach isn't growling. You feel your hunger as a craving that you can't get out of your head. And you're focused on specific textures, specific tastes, or specific smells. And number six, emotional hunger often leads to feelings of regret, shame, or guilt. When you're eating to satisfy your physical hunger, you're really unlikely to feel guilty or ashamed because you're just giving your body what it needs, which is fuel. If you feel guilty or shameful after you eat, it's probably because you know deep down that you're not eating for nutritional reasons. You're eating for other reasons. So the first step in overcoming emotional eating is identifying your emotional triggers. What situations, places, or feelings make you reach for the comfort of food? Most emotional eating is linked to unpleasant feelings, but it can also be triggered by positive emotions, such as rewarding yourself for achieving a goal or celebrating something like a birthday or a holiday. The most common causes of emotional eating are stress, suppressing uncomfortable emotions, boredom, childhood habits, and social influences. So let's start with stress. Have you ever noticed how stress makes you hungry? It's actually not just in your mind. You're not imagining this. When you have chronic stress in your life, your body produces high levels of the stress hormone cortisol. Cortisol triggers cravings for salty, sweet, and fried foods. Foods that give you a burst of energy and a burst of pleasure. The more uncontrolled stress you have in your life, the more likely you are to turn to food for emotional relief. Number two, is suppressing uncomfortable emotions. So eating can be a way to temporarily silence or suppress uncomfortable emotions, including anger, fear, sadness, anxiety, loneliness, resentment, and shame. So while you're numbing yourself with food, you can temporarily avoid the difficult emotions that you'd rather not feel. Number three, boredom or feelings of emptiness. So do you ever eat just to give yourself something to do? Just because you're bored as fuck? So you want to relieve your boredom or just as a way to fill a void in your life. You might feel unfulfilled and empty. And so the food becomes a way to occupy your mouth and your time. Because the reality is in the moment, the food does fill you up and you're looking to be fulfilled, right? And it distracts you from those underlying feelings of boredom or emptiness or loneliness. Number four childhood habits. So think back to your childhood memories of food. Did your parents reward good behavior with ice cream or take you out for pizza when you got good grades or give you sweets when you were feeling sad? These habits can often carry over into adulthood or your eating may be driven by nostalgia. Like maybe you used to bake cookies with your grandmother. So eating cookies feels like comfort or reminds you of her, makes you think of her. 
Number five, social influences. So going out to eat with friends can also lead to overeating and emotional eating. It's really easy to overindulge simply because the food is there or because everyone else is eating. And so you end up eating even if you're not hungry. So you see how the only way to truly overcome emotional eating is to learn how to manage your emotions in healthy ways. If you don't know how to manage your emotions in a way that doesn't involve food, you won't be able to control your eating habits. This is why diets often fail, because while they offer logical nutritional advice, it only works if you have conscious control over your eating habits. If you don't have conscious control over your eating habits, when a strong emotion takes over and it demands immediate satisfaction, immediate gratification with food, diet goes out the window. But that's the part that the diet industry doesn't like to tell you. So in order to stop emotional eating, you have to find other ways to fulfill yourself emotionally. It's not enough to understand the cycle of emotional eating or even to understand your triggers. The next step is putting it in practice by finding healthier alternatives to food that you can turn to for emotional fulfillment. So when you have the urge to eat your feelings, the first thing I want you to do is just take a pause. Literally take five minutes before you reach for whatever you're emotionally craving. And then ask yourself, is this physical or emotional hunger? By identifying and naming the emotions that are triggering you, that's powerful in and of itself because now you know what you're dealing with. Self-awareness. Remember, your thoughts cause your feelings. But if you don't know what you're feeling and you don't know what you're thinking, there's no way to get to the bottom of it, right? Once you've identified your emotions and what's triggering you, then you can ask yourself, how can I feel relief without eating? What am I unwilling to feel right now? What feeling do I most want right now that I think food can give me? And then number two, sit with the feeling. And I know that sitting in uncomfortable feelings does not feel good. We want to make it go away as quickly as possible. That's why a lot of us reach for food as comfort or relief. But think about it. It's okay to feel stressed out. It's okay to feel frustrated. It's okay to feel whatever you're feeling. Don't be afraid to feel your feelings. Don't judge your feelings. You don't have to avoid or ignore them. That's never the solution. Emotions are actually harmless. No matter how scary the thoughts are around them, they're harmless. They're just feedback. Your emotions are telling you something. That's why self-awareness is so important. Because when you have self-awareness, you're able to step outside of yourself for a moment to look at the situation and see, okay, this is what my emotions are trying to tell me. I'm feeling this way because of this, right? That feels so much more powerful and empowering than, I don't want to feel like this. I don't know what this is. Shit, fuck it, right? This feels so much more in control, so much more empowering than freaking out over whatever it is that you're feeling. You can let your emotions come and go. You can think of them like clouds in the sky. Just let them pass you by. You don't have to hold on to them for dear life and allow them to drag you. It's okay to just acknowledge them. Thoughts and feelings are not good or bad. They just are. And if the cloud analogy doesn't resonate with you, you can also just visualize yourself riding the wave of your emotions. Just see yourself riding the wave as you sit with those emotions. 
only thing you got to do is not let them pull you underwater. That's it. Just ride it. And then number three, you're going to find a way to release the emotions. Release the energy. Emotions are actually energy in motion. So it needs to move around. So move that energy up out of your body. Journal, take deep breaths, do some EFT tapping, scream, cry, punch a pillow, squeeze a stress ball, take a walk, turn on some music, sing, dance, whatever you can do to process those feelings so that they're not stagnant. Move that energy around. Just allow yourself to feel without judgment because eventually the negative feelings will subside. Even if it doesn't seem that way in the moment, they always pass. It's just really, really uncomfortable to sit with them in the moment. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. And this is something that I had to really work hard on because I don't like feeling uncomfortable. I intrinsically want to not feel like this. I don't want to feel like this. I don't like this feeling. I'm a work in progress because I'm still working on self-judgment. But I can totally relate to the idea of like, I don't like this uncomfortable feeling. I want it to leave. I want it to go away. Like I want it to disappear. So being uncomfortable sucks sometimes. But it's really important to get to a point where you're like, okay, this is what I'm feeling. Doesn't feel great. This is what I would like to feel. This is what I think is triggering me. And then work through that. When you're able to figure out what it is that you don't want to feel or what feeling you're trying to create by eating something, You're on the right path. Then just remind yourself this. You can accomplish that with food. Whether you're looking for comfort, relief, calmness, peace, entertainment, you won't get it by eating. You'll get it by managing your emotions and changing your mindset. You change your mindset by feeling your feelings, processing them, and then choosing a different thought. A thought that feels better. That's how you break the cycle. Your mental hygiene is just as important as your physical hygiene. And mindset is everything. There's a quote by a person named Sylvester McNutt III. I don't know who that is, but it's a really good quote. And he says, everything in life starts with mindset first and your actions second. Your actions follow your thoughts, your beliefs, and ideas to make a shift to free your energy, start with getting your mind right, and then take action. So I know I mentioned this earlier, but I struggled with emotional eating for a really long time before I even knew what it was called, before I even knew that what I was struggling with was a form of disordered eating called emotional eating. And I remember a lot of times when I was eating my feelings and and not processing them because I didn't know how. This may have been three or four years ago. And I was at work and someone um, was selling Girl Scout cookies for their daughter. And so I bought a bunch of Girl Scout cookies and I like the Samoas. So I bought a bunch of Samoas and I think I got some Thin Mints. And I used to work really long hours. I mean, I was I was working 15, 16 hour days at this very miserable place. So I bought the Girl Scout cookies and they're sitting on my desk and I'm working and it's, it's getting late in the evening and I open up the box and I just start eating them and I ate the entire box. And then later on that evening, had the worst stomach ache. There's so much sugar in those cookies and there's also a whole lot of other stuff in those cookies that I didn't know. 
<laughs> that are really unhealthy, but that's a story for another day. But I, I probably like poisoned myself with the amount of sugar that I consumed that evening. My stomach was fucked up. You would have thought that I would have learned, right? Well, the next day I was working late and I had the Girl Scout cookies on my desk. I told myself I was going to leave some at work and leave some at home. And I ate another box of Girl Scout cookies in one sitting. Even though the night before, all of those cookies made me sick. I did it again the next day. I didn't know that what I was doing was poisoning my body. I had zero self-awareness, zero ability to control or manage or even acknowledge my emotions. And I was literally making myself sick. And when I think back to that version of myself, I'm so glad that I am not that person anymore. Because as I've mentioned in, in previous episodes, I've never been overweight to the extent that someone would have looked at me and said she needs to lose weight. But I was so unbelievably unhealthy from the inside out. So I say all of this just to say, no matter where you are in your health journey, your weight loss journey, your life journey, once you have the self-awareness to know this is where I am and this is where I want to be, everything else it's just taking steps. Today, I will take one step to get closer to my goal. Tomorrow, I'll take another step to get closer to my goal. It's when you have no idea. That's why I'm doing this podcast, because I meet so many people that just don't know. They just don't know. They don't know what's healthy. They don't know how to lose weight. They don't know their emotional eaters. They don't know how to stop eating their emotions. They don't know that you don't need to run five miles a day to lose weight, right? They don't know these things. You know, I didn't know this and I'm fucking smart. <laughs> I know a lot of shit, but I didn't know anything about being healthy. So it's okay if you don't know. The fact that you're listening to this and absorbing this, you're like 10 steps ahead of where I was four years ago. It took me a while and if you heard my my first episode, right, the thing that made me turn my my entire health and life and all that around was literally getting sick, literally passing out, right? Because I was so disconnected from my body that my body was like, okay, you don't want to listen? We're going to show you like this, that we need you to pay attention. And so the three most powerful tools that I used to overcome my emotional eating, to transform my health, to transform my life to change my mindset, and to improve my emotional regulation, I'm going to tell you right now, meditation, journaling, and EFT tapping. And EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Technique. EFT was so life-changing that I decided to add to my long, long list of certifications, and I got certified as a practitioner. So I say that because EFT is actually going to be next week's episode topic because I've been getting a lot of questions about it. And I also use it when I'm coaching clients. It's so, so powerful. So that'll be next week's episode. Also, before I forget, I've been getting so many messages with people wanting to work with me one-on-one. -on -one, and I only open up my private coaching a few times a year because I have to make sure that I have enough time to really dedicate to all of my clients that I serve. I take really good care of my people. I care about my clients so much. So I don't open up slots often, but I will be opening up just a few private coaching slots. Just tune in to next week's episode to learn more about where you can apply. Okay.
That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in this week and trusting that none of this has to be complicated. At the end of the day, I want you to feel empowered to know that you can have the health, the body, and the life that you desire. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and tag me on Instagram while listening at It's Eva Rodriguez so that I can support you along your journey. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.